Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks, that's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keuchel Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner... White Sox fans, welcome in. It is Sox on Tap. Johnny Nani here, joined today by Sean Roberts. Sean, first show that you and I are doing here together on the mic. Unfortunately, it's a dog shit game that we're talking about. Nani, always a pleasure. Uh, always good to see you. Always good to talk to you. And uh, yeah, this uh, I'm 0-2 now doing post-game shows. Feel good about it. I mean, I guess uh, I, I, I need a win eventually, though. I want to come on here and have some beers, have some cel- you know, celebration beers and, and and enjoy myself a little bit and not talk about a bunch of crap. Yeah, right, Sean. So it's like I, I you know, it's like early in the season still, but it, it's so like ridiculous how like early on, like I have in the bottom here, it's like Sox get swept by Cleveland and the world is ending. Like it's literally <laughs> that's how it feels because a it's such a small sample size. We don't have a whole lot to go off. Now the White Sox are 500 and it's like that's another mark there. But then when you, when you look at it, it's like, well, it's 12 games, six to six. So. It isn't the end of the world, but it feels like it. So we're gonna take you into all that and what went down here today. Yeah, man. It's funny. I was sitting, I was, I was sitting at my desk at work today and I'm watching the game and I'm sitting here going, it three, four days ago, I was sitting like, we're good. You know, you, you lose the game on Sunday, it's gonna happen. I'll give them a pass. I'm like, just going to Cleveland, play decent baseball. You're more talented than them, you're better than them. Play decent baseball. Get out of there. Win two out of three, or or three out of four, or two. Split the series at least. Don't get swept, and all things are good. And instead, uh, yesterday and today, three games total. I don't know what we watched. And technically, if you want to throw Sunday's game into it, now the last four ball games uh, that the White Sox have played have been putrid. Yeah, I, I, you, you you use a lot of terminology, uh, but it's been ugly. Yeah, that's definitely the best way. I, it's ugly, sloppy. Uh, that's why, you know, the title of this episode, Slop Gets Swept. Well, guess what? The White Sox was a sloppy team, uh, and they got swept. You know, I, I wonder, like, I, me and Tony, like, talk a lot about the butterfly effect and what happens if those games don't get postponed or maybe only one gets postponed. Maybe they're in a better spot. Uh, maybe it's just kind of like a little off day if only uh, Monday gets canned. Uh, but no, it's like they're waiting around for two days. And obviously, Tim Anderson had discussed a little bit like, you know, it's like, OK, I definitely knew my focus wasn't on point then after. But luckily, I have another opportunity today. Well, guess what, Sean? I made another error today and focus wasn't there at all for any three games of the series. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Timmy um, and I can't it might have been the first inning. When did Rosario beat that play out at first base? Was it or the first one? Um, but it looked to me, and you saw it again with uh, Leary later on in the game at yeah. second base, um, that Jose Ramirez beat it out, I believe. Um, are our infielders just not charging? It feels like they're sitting back on their heels just a little bit. And that's not when you're an infielder, you got to attack the baseball. You can't just sit back because it's going to throw, it's going to mess up your rhythm. It's going to have, you're going to have, you're going to look up after you, you feel the ball and you're going to see a guy run a lot faster than you thought he was going to be running. And what happens, right? Throw offline. And then Jose, 
oh, lost my headphones there. Jose Abreu, uh, Jose Abreu misses the tag, and right off the bat, we're going, oh, here we go, defense again. And and defense has been atrocious too. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that, that's like kind of the thing because you know I, I think during the course of a season, any any team is going to have uh, spells of offensive drops. It happens. Guys go into slump, uh, and sometimes it feels like you can be contagious. So I felt like that's like what the White Sox were entering, like coming into this, and like even like the start, like with that like game one, it was just an overall like kind of shit show. So uh, like even like after game one, I was like, all right, like if we could just press the reset button here and like just like come out, and then we see like the lineup that went out. I know Tony and Steve talked about that last night so it just never got back on track and that just continued today um i will say luckily there were like a few like moments of hope we'll get to that like how that all transpired here today but um the overall sean obviously not not a great situation to be in for the white Sox. as i mentioned six and six second place in the al central now bad stakeholds so um before we get into kind of like the recap how, how things happen here listeners make sure you're visiting on tapsportset.com for all Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs, give us a follow on social media at Socks on Tap and at On Tap Sports Net. Um, all right, Sean, let's dive into it. Your boy, the X Factor, cease on the mound today. Overall, not as bad, not a bad performance, not as sharp as the first two, though. I will say my big takeaway is he gave you team a chance to win, and that's all. And are we looking for a little bit more dominance from Dylan? Yeah, but you look at his first two starts of the year. I thought they were they were great, and obviously the the stats showed that. Um, I think he was two and zero going into today with a one point six something ERA, I believe. Um, you go in today, you leave the game with your team having a chance to win, like you just said, um, and it's it's going to be like that sometimes. He's not going to be a guy that can that is going to go out. We hope he can be that guy, right? But it, at worst, he's going to be able to do what he did today and keep a, keep his team in it. Um, he wasn't as sharp. I think Ozzy and, and uh, Chuck were talking on the post game show today a little bit about how he was leaving a slider up a little bit. Um, a lot of his pitches were, were staying up and yeah, that you don't like to see that, but Dylan's got good enough stuff that he might be able to get away with it here and there. Um, but yeah, Dylan sees X factor kept his team in the game. Uh, you just, you got to score runs. And, and when you don't score runs, guys like Dylan go out there and they put more pressure on themselves to throw strikes, to not pitch with so much confidence because they know that they can't mess up, right? Like they can't, we can't allow to have one or two runs in the, in the first couple innings, like, or else all of a sudden we start pressing and what happened? Reyes gets the home run. Socks are down to nothing. And we're going, and, and literally if you go on socks, Twitter after that, everyone goes, Oh shit. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because everyone knows just we're down two runs. Everyone, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, right off the bat. So Dylan's already going, well, now I really got to pitch my ass off, yeah. you know, and, and you can't do that as a pitcher. You can't, you, I, I, you yeah. I, I like that you bring up the reaction there, Sean. I got to dive into that a little bit because if it's like, say it's like a, on a streak where the White Sox are hitting well and like they're like, you know, producing like a good like four to like five runs a game and you're on one of those nice stretches. If Cease gives that up, everyone's like, all right, well, that's okay. Like, you know, still plenty of outs left, still plenty of, you know, at bats left, uh, you know, sticks are going well so far. And it's a completely different mindset. Yeah. It's like funny how it translates. It's both. A on Twitter and his fans and us like interacting, <laughs> but and we then, all go through and then it. Guess what? It happens in the dugout too. Yep, yep. And, and and Johnny, I've been a pitcher on a team where like we've gone three weeks and you're scoring two, three runs a game, and and you go out there and you're a starting pitcher and you give up a run or two early on. The bullpen's getting warmed up because they can't take a risk of you not having your stuff that day because they just know on the offensive side of things, it's not happening. We can't. 
we can't be down by two, three runs. And right now that's kind of what the White Sox are battling. You look at the last four games, they're one run, couple runs here. I don't even remember what they, there was two runs on Sunday. It's, it's been ugly. So being down to nothing, you're putting the pressure on cease. He starts trying to make sure he's making the perfect pitch. And Dylan is a guy that cannot sit there and try and make the, any pitcher really can't, but Dylan sees, especially he has to just go out and throw the damn baseball. Yeah, I've got one last thought on Cesar and talking about that. He, he, his shit is good enough to where he shouldn't try to be too perfect, and you should just let it ride. He should just be able to let it ride, and hopefully in the future, uh, with not as much like kind of like you know pressure, like monkey on his back sort of thing. Um, with you know hopefully the offense is picking him up a little bit in the future. All right, let, let's close the book on Dylan Cease. Um, that was a. Uh, let me get the final line here. Six, six and a third, eight hits, four earned runs, two walks, uh, three strikeouts, one home run allowed. Obviously, you mentioned that two-run shot. Two Fran Mill Reyes. That's how this game scoring got started. Uh, that was in the bottom of the third. Um, you could live with that because it felt like the White Sox were going to make a little comeback here in the top of the fourth, Sean. Uh, Robert leads off with a double. Lurie walks. And then Jose Abreu does technically hit a double down the right field line. I need you to walk me through what the hell happened on the bases here. Well, uh, watching the TV broadcast, uh, you know, Abreu hits the double to right field. Um, and all of a sudden, they pan and Luis Roberts barely rounding third base and the play's at the plate and it's not even close. And we're all sitting here going, oh, here we go. Waving Joe again. He, he, you know, Tony's pick to click. Did it again. Can you, Tony in a group chat even texted us. Oh, there's my pick to click again. And then we saw the replay, right? Like everyone had the overreaction. Yep. And then we see the replay. Leary Garcia was the was the main culprit, culprit of that whole thing. Right. Um, McEwen didn't have a choice. Uh, Leary rounded second. You force the issue there. Robert has to go home, or one of them are going to be out at third. Uh, it's just terrible base yep. running. You put your team in a really crappy position. You lose a run on that. Now, granted, we get one out of it. Leary ends up scoring. Yep. But would you rather have bases loaded? nobody out or one out and you got first and first and third right they basically loaded nobody out yeah you are the base so i just need to like talk to this yes in the end you did great breakdown there because yes lurie's fault he was right on Luis roberts ass there uh and they were coming around you know they, they were it was like the was the scene in uh what is that rookie of the year um <laughs> henry rowan gardner yeah. yeah henry rowan gardner's getting <laughs> caught you know um that's what that's what it looked like when they were both like kind of like rounding like second in between the second and uh third base and the base path there um so that, that overall is a fault there but what you should have done in this instance here is obviously Luis is hanging pretty close there to second base. Both of them, I know it's, you know, sure, it might be like a fly ball. It's like such a weird spot because, A, you know, take into consideration Fran Mill Reyes is big, isn't very mobile. Is he going to get there? You probably don't think so. But either way, it's still hanging up enough to where he has a chance. And obviously, you got close to a glove on it there. So I would imagine in that situation, you probably got to have both guys halfway, right? That probably yeah, it, the most fundamental thing there because you could both those guys, even if he catches it, they still get back to their bags. There's yeah, no, I'm not Rob, gonna maybe hate Robert stays there and Lurie stays at you know, like a little bit off first. Yeah, yes, yes. That, I'm yeah, gonna, that, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna hate on Luis there because Luis is trying to advance, right? Like he's like, at worst, I can tag up here, I get the third base, we got one out first and third I, in that situation, right? Leary, I also get where he's in a sense coming from where there is that missed ball, right? And all of a sudden Leary's like, well, hell, I'm here. Like, let's go. Mm -hmm. But you can't 
force Luis to go home there. You right. have to look forward. You have to read that yeah. situation and, and go, hey, listen, he's yeah. only getting the third base. And what he should have done is, okay, so maybe he is getting you know, a little, he sees it dropping, he wants to go, go, go. As soon as he sees that Robert's not far enough ahead of him, that's when he you needs- just, okay, yeah, even if you're on it, so I could just pump the brakes and then just get right back there and stand yep. on second base. That's that's probably what should have happened here. But obviously hindsight's 2020. Us sitting here bitching and moaning about it, won't talk about it. But I just wanted to get through here because this is just some of the It was a big slop. part. It was a yeah. big part early on in the game. Some of the slop that went on here. Obviously, like you said, we did get a run out of that. Grandal with the sack fly, kind of another weird spot there, too, in shallow right field. But either way, that's how the first Sox run comes in there. Um, and then in the bottom of the fifth, uh, Cleveland back on the board. Quan uh, with the leadoff walk. Uh, looks like uh, Cease might be getting close to getting out of this one after a couple of strikeouts. But unfortunately, Josh Naylor. We'll have more on him later in this game, too. Um that, that was <laughs> not, not think anybody's too much of a fan of him, especially Tim Anderson. We were talking about Naylor there. Um, so, Sean, let's talk one more instance here. I hate that it pains me to go through this kind of shit. But uh, Luis Robert wasted uh leadoff single in the top of the six. Uh, he was caught stealing with one out. But uh, right before that, there was a hit and run play on. He got a great jump, uh, but Lurie had lined out to right field. Luckily, Luis got back. Uh, and this, like, you know, I felt like this could have been the start of a rally if you really make something happen with this leadoff uh, single here. But then, of course, uh, he gets Luis Robert gets gunned down on a perfect throw here. Um, think anything, the, the tweak that he had later in the game, you think that had anything to do uh, with the jump that he may or may not have gotten uh, on that second? I don't know. Steal? I don't know. But real quick on the on the, the attempted steal there. Did you think he was safe? No, it no. looked like he was out. OK, I you know, because. From this, from the side angle, I was like, "Is that worth it?" I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, um, I will say that was a good throw. So I just got it. I will tip my cap there. That was yeah. a good throw. If you can throw Luis Robert out. Yeah, tip of the cap. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, dude. Like imagine, imagine if that goes right. Imagine if that hit and run gets down. Imagine if that's just a little like bloop over second baseman's head, and Luis is already the third there. Then you're first and third him with no outs. It's like just you know what could have been the butterfly right. effect going back right. going back to that thing there so um as we move through this uh in the bottom of the six that's when uh cleveland would get another one via a quan sack fly um and then in the top of the seventh um white Sox score on some slop from cleveland this is a sloppy game all around sean um i i thought you know it was like dead in the water uh but she sits a two-out single i was like oh, that's kind of wasted where i could get anything there but then Berg after a pitching change burger comes through with one uh and then hazily reaches on the air and the yeah. indians or excuse me the guardians are throwing the ball all over the goddamn diamond what happened here <laughs> i i don't know i don't know what the hell happened you know what you know what we're gonna just start calling it honey we're just going to start calling it AL Central Baseball. That's yeah. what we're just going to when it when it when we have two teams. AL Central Baseball, yeah. Yes, <laughs> April uh, AL Central Baseball. Yeah, just slop. Sox get you know a couple runs out of it, which is you know if they listen yeah. when you aren't scoring runs, if that's how you got to do it, that's how you got to do it. Yeah, and guess what? If Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger are the guys scoring on these, you know the throws are really really errant. <laughs> really bad, really bad, and the balls are flying everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get a couple runs out of there. You know, I. What I, I'm, 
I just Wait, that, that's, this is the part where we have hope again, right? Yes, yes, and then you get frustrated, <laughs> right? Like you're like, this is what happens. We get we get a little ounce of hope, a little ounce of hope as a fan base, and then they 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 take it right away from like, us. Like so, he, what where I'm like mentally here when I'm watching this sequence, Sean, is exactly what I think. Like everybody thought it, and then Jason and Steve just kind of vocalized it, and they said, "Hey, maybe this is just a thing. Maybe you just needed to catch a break to kind of recalibrate and like click and yep, get, get right." And you thought maybe things might turn the other way in terms of luck in terms of uh just the overall and, play level and timmy comes up and wasn't even close right yeah yeah so that, that but at the same time you still have some time left after this but i i gotta you know we gotta rip on my pick to click here because he's been great to to date but not today not today kendall graveman didn't have it when he came in to start the seventh inning man uh rough stuff for him it, like just like the few things immediately straw lead off single nailer hits a uh rbi double and that's another sloppy thing here too because that ball goes right through jose Bray's legs yeah that, rule the double i thought it was an error i thought it was an error sean i i think the rulings are gotten way too soft ever since the inclusion of stat cast data and all this and this isn't me ripping it and saying that's no good and yada yada and all that but they just try to reward every. Oh well, this guy hit the ball right. Hard, so you have to get. It's like, well, if you hit it right at the guy, and it literally went through his legs. Yep. Right, literally right through <laughs> his legs. Shouldn't that be an error? Like, yeah. I I, well, even even right away, like you're wa- watching it live. I was like, and it was hit hard. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, well, okay, there go. There's our defense again. I didn't even have to see the replay, and I knew that. Yeah. They, there was no way where it was hit and where Abreu was sta- like standing. There was no way that that wasn't going to be an error. And then all of a sudden, you know, you hear Benetti and, and Steve, you know, well, they gave him a hit on that or a double, whatever yeah. the case is. But, but yeah, yeah. But that goes to our slop, right? Like when things are going well, Jose picks that ball, yeah. double plays turned, all things are great, right? Mm-hmm. When the last four games have happened, it's just, it's always that it, the negative stuff keeps happening, right? Yeah. Like, and so you just need to find a way to eventually stop that bleeding. Yeah, it, it sucks because it, it really is contagious. It's like a team mentality, and it shouldn't be. It's weird because everyone's an individual out there, right? Because you, you, like yep. Jose Abreu doing like you know, or Tim Anderson making an errant throw, you know, a couple of them yesterday, and then one early in the game today. That doesn't that doesn't physically affect Jose Abreu. I mean, maybe if he had to, you know, go and like you know, swipe someone and he injures his arm. That's the only way it could, but it physically doesn't affect his ability to field the ground ball, but mentally and vibe wise, it absolutely does. Oh, vibes are awful right now. Right. Just like, awful. like you make it, it was, it was prime stuff. We saw yesterday, right? Like you see, you see it yesterday, like one air leads to another air to another air. And all of a sudden yeah. everybody's doing it. And you're ever, and then you go on white Sox Twitter and everyone's losing their, their damn minds. Right. Yeah. And it just, it continues to happen. And then, then of course the next play, um Anderson and uh I'm oh just yeah gonna, yeah this yeah. is this is this is the uh instance of the yeah let, let's just talk about this because I thought there was a case for interference there absolutely I know said when when Tim Anderson's coming in and fielding that ball and Naylor's running there yes they're both they they both do need to go to the same place there however Tim you Anderson have to allow not, the the yeah. the fielder to field the ball Right, and that's why you see it multiple other times. And granted, it might be a little like quicker instance on like a line drive, but a guy's jumping back, right? Yep. Unless he wants yep. to get out, unless he wants to get out and get hit by the ball, then. Well, and I'm trying to. It, but. At that at that point, I had the game on mute, so I didn't hear yeah. any and you know anything from Benetti or or Stone there. But it, now, I think, and this is just my personal opinion, 
I think that Timmy was trying to scoop and tag. Yes. But you could absolutely say that that was interference. And he get you know, it, it's just how, what is he supposed to do there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause he, he has to go to that spot to field the ball. Naylor so can that, stop. And, and that's why I would, you know, I, Tony, and I will say, you know, Tony's going to get a lot of flack no matter what. And rightfully so, because what the fuck is Larry Garcia hitting three, four? I'll, I'll throw <laughs> Come it on. on. Come on. I'll throw, I'll throw it on there too. That's but guy. Tony did go out and argue it and he made his best case. And he said, well, how is he even supposed to get it? Like you could see him like, you know, moving the hands like that. Like, how is he even supposed to get it when the guy's body is moving Tim's shoulder this way? Right. That, that would be my case for interference. But apparently what is since you had it on mute uh filling you in stone and benetti had said that it was that timmy had never fully had control of it in the glove whereas if he did first and then got knocked off the path and then maybe dropped it there there might be a case for interference but they said it was too bang bang there right it. but it's like well getting hit didn't allow him to really close out right like ball. he but you like, know you go for the scoop and all of a sudden you got you're getting taken out yeah, yeah. and I, I agree he was going for the scoop and tag there just with where the timing was there but weird fucking play weird weird game overall man they just like you know, april al central baseball right back at oh, it talking about this gross year. it's gross yeah. but either way the, the white Sox, you know graven's not able to get that done uh you know he, he comes out after just like what a third of an inning i believe he threw um and then uh foster at least came in and uh you know stopped the bleeding there got a ground ball double play to end it um white Sox not able to put together any sort of rally there uh at the end and even worse adding insult adding excuse me adding injury to insult already Luis robert exits uh in the eighth inning sean uh he looked like he just came up it wasn't egregious but he, he looked like he was favoring it a little bit you could tell after he's trying to beat out a ground ball uh in the eighth inning and after the game tony Larusa updated said uh it was a minor groin strain and il stint is a possibility so how does that so make you feel? We'll put that uh <laughs> we'll put Luis on a 10-day IL stint and then uh we'll see what happens. It's just it's always something. This is what I was saying. I th- I think I said this in the in the yeah, in the group chat. It, it, I make the shirts, print them. White Sox baseball. It's always something. <laughs> like really it, it, it it really is. Like it, right when you're when you get an outfielder back, an outfielder goes down. When yeah. you get an infielder back, an infielder goes like when Lucas Giolito comes back on on Sunday, which I believe is the the plan, mm-hmm. knock on wood. I hope it doesn't happen, but I won't be surprised if a if a, if a pitcher goes down because yeah. that's just that's White Sox baseball, right? When someone gets back, yeah. you lose somebody. Uh, yeah, Sean, to, to play into your thing there because I know we had the update. Was it like two days ago? Is when they had announced that Pollock's probably going to be back Friday, like. That was like the, you know, initial like likely that was kind of like the designation there. So we're like, oh, like, yeah, we're feeling good. We're getting close to like, you know, some like full strength in the outfield here. Um, But they, it, you know, it's funny as part of this whole news, like, especially like, you know, when the Luis Robert official injury update came out from TLR, he also in kind of not the same breath, but in the same media session there uh, had confirmed, yes, Pollock will be back tomorrow. He is coming back Friday. Um, so, you know, we had to just preempt, we had to get it out of the way preemptively with the injury news that, you know, we, we had to have it before someone could actually be confirmed coming back. We're just getting them out of the way beforehand. Now. So, so angle will be in center tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Pollock will be in right and yeah. Eloy will be in left or Vaughn will be in left. And Eloy yeah, will that's, be the DH. That's, that's the other thing, Sean. I mean, Eloy's thing, he only DH today. He's still, you know, that ankle is still lingering. Of course, we just thought it was a bruise when he fouled it off during that Seattle series, but you know, that, that, that can happen they'll be wrong it's when you're a big power hitter that can happen you put the ball in your foot and it hurts doesn't feel good but 
of course there's other some sort of like roll or you know swollenness to it it's not just a bruise not just you know yeah not, not just purple for a couple days on you like my thing though you know what put him as dh yeah. let him uh, let him let him hit as long if he can hit that's all i care about yeah, i don't need him in left field. much of that lately though either oh <laughs> well, yeah no nobody is but yeah. uh but yeah yeah, he'd be the type of guy that I would look to, though, to kind of like, you know, bring you out of some of that. And you know what? The, the most disappointing thing too here, well, we're finishing up just, you know, kind of injury rants here. Luis Robert finally started to break out of his slump before this, too. Remember, everybody's tracking like, the, yep. oh, Luis Robert is over 18, over 19. You know, it got up to over 21 today in the first bat. And then he came back and he hit broke, that double, yep. broke the double off the wall. And I saw, I think it's like at least like 20 major league ballparks. That's a home run in just because Cleveland has a high wall. So yeah, that ball was again, another. Another instance of some that's so White Sox select there. But, uh, yeah, he did smoke it. And then he also had a single later. Uh, I think he did go opposite field with one there uh, and recorded a single. So he went two for four overall on the day. Not a bad day at the plate. But then, of course, he has to leave early. I don't think he would have got another bat there. But still, um, but leaves early in the game. Just when he was like, you know, everyone's concerned about him. Oh, Luis looks just like lost up there. Well, looked like he found himself a little bit. Now he's going to be lost to the IL. And, yeah, now we'll lose him for a week and a half, two weeks. and. Yeah, always something, man. All right. Uh, last injury update. Unfortunately, this is always a fucking lengthy list. Uh, that's Josh Harrison sat out today. Uh, he's got shoulder soreness. I think there was some back, uh, maybe a little bit of spasms there, too. Um, not great. I uh, don't like to see it. And who knows when he'll be back because this guy's a veteran guy. Uh, and he, this is already a second injury scare this year, Sean. So I know he's like, you know, and I get it. Like, Lori deserves all kind of the shit that he's getting. And I'm, I'm a Lori guy myself, too. I usually am. You're a, you're a you're a Garcia stand man. I'll call I'll call it out though when it's like you know when when it's bad and like you know like some of the plays like you said like letting like Ramirez beat out some of that and like that goes for overall in the infield though because Timmy right. had, Timmy had some dog shit plays in the infield yep. too so I'll, I'll give it to him when they deserve it there but at the same time you have to use him because Josh Harrison can't fucking stay healthy I grit it and he was making a play and he did make a great play on it and it happens you're going to get injured sometimes but. They're just piling up, and it's inconvenient because you thought you filled the second base hole, but now you don't have it filled at all because when the hell is he ever going to get back on the diamond? And when he gets back, is he ever going to be the same? I don't know. I I think Harrison fits on the team great. Love. I, I actually I really do, like yes. the. I really like the addition. I don't know necessarily, you know, like from a from a starting standpoint, but if that is what we have to go with, I'm good with it, right? Like I can live with that. Um, oh, I want him, and I think he can be, but it's like when's got to be on the field. There's Gotta always something to use your word, Sean. There's always something, and he, always something. you got to be on the field. And in, even in the small sample size, he already hasn't been on the field enough for my liking. Yeah, and and you know what? From an offensive standpoint, he's not going to do anything too crazy, right? But he's going to be able to play a good second base. You can put him at third for for uh, you know on some days, and and I just play second base. I'm not I'm not worried about the offensive side of things. That'll come around. He'll get a couple weeks where he's hitting doubles, getting base yep. hits, little dinkers. He's not going to – the power numbers aren't going to be there. He's not going to be hitting 20 home runs or anything like that, but he's going to be able to play a good infield, and that's all we really yeah. – like right now we see from the defensive standpoint, right? Yeah. Like, Yeah, we'll see. we need. When, he, when, he, when he's been in, when he's been healthy, the defense has been much more sound than yeah. uh, any of the other options that, that have been there. Maybe Danny Mendix is an outlier there, but he hasn't gotten a whole lot, so it's a much smaller sample size. All right, Sean, it was great to vent with you about that. We needed to get all that shit off oh, yeah. just about. Always a, the, the AL Central April baseball, absolute slop. Uh, sloppy, you know, slop gets swept. That's exactly what happened here. White Sox don't deserve it. We're in second place, so uh, I ranted about some injuries there. That was good, but as always, you got to put that one in the rear view mirror. We can sit here and bitch. We can bitch about it for, you know, 
the next like 24 hours, but that's not going to do us any good. So we might does well, us no good. We might as well look ahead to the next series, Sean. Let's do it. Uh, oh, yeah, we're, let's we're do going, it because it ain't. It, we're going. We're we're going full send into it. Yeah, so we're, let's we're do going it. full send into Minnesota. No off days here. I know there is some rain in the forecast potentially, but um, I don't think it should be as drastic as what went down in Cleveland. Uh, you know, because you had snow and shit earlier there. Um, I, from what I look, doesn't look like that will be the case. So maybe they can get around some rain here uh, with some flexibility. Who knows? But either way, Friday night, seven ten p.m. Central Time start. Uh, Michael Kopech on the bump for our Sox. Bailey Ober. For the Twins matchup preview, uh, predictions, thoughts. What do you think is going to go down here? Uh, I I don't know, man. I, I really like I, I want to sit here and I want to say the Sox are going to get two out of three. I think you look at Kopech, right? Like Kopech, I think you're going to get five, six innings in him. Hopefully there's a lead in there, right? So this bullpen can get back to doing what this bullpen can do. Um, Liam Hendricks needs some need some innings he's had almost an entire week off um so you you got to get him in in the game i think graveman needs to get out there from a confidence level right like get him back into that end of the seventh eighth inning same with bummer um i think the socks I mean, the socks should be able to take two or three yep without without question I'm with you. should be able to do it will they right when we think the white Sox should be able to do something they don't do it. They do the the opposite, right? Um, and that's kind of where my head is here. Like, I, I they should be able to do two out of three, but or win two out of three. I think they lose tomorrow. I think they lose Saturday, and I think Giolito start. Giolito goes five or six, and that's when they'll get their win. I think they're going to be a game under five hundred. I coming or at by the end of the weekend, or yeah, it would be a game under five hundred, I believe. I, it's not a good prediction, but what right. yeah, what no, do I have to go off of right now? No, right now, right now, the mood is definitely kind of like puts you there, and that's what you think it'll take like a Giolito ace performance. To, and I totally, totally justified, totally understandable. But I'll go opposite direction here, and I'll say they take the first game here. I don't know about Saturday; we'll see what happens there. But I say they take the first game, and AJ Pollock's a spark plug. So a, he's my pick to click when he's back in the lineup. Oh, but you. here's the reason: you got to go tinfoil hat time with you, Sean. He wasn't around all of this cesspool of dog shit, and you know you know, kind of crappy baseball that they played and all this getting down on ourselves and sitting around in the hotel marinating for two days in Cleveland and all that shit. I like um, it. He wasn't around for that Sunday stuff. And guess what? When he was in for those first, you know, first game of the year and then the first, you know, at bat two that he had uh, in uh, the second game of the year in Detroit, he was fucking on fire. Uh, he so was he, on fire. It did. was like, oh, we finally, we, we got it. We he got did. a right fielder. We did it. He did hashtag set the tone while Timmy was out there. So uh, you look good there. He's going to be my pick the click as he's re-entering the lineup here. And I think that can be a spark. And also another reason tactically here for this is that the White Sox have had outings last year. I remember vividly of them smacking around Bailey Ober pretty good and pretty yep. far too. So yeah. um, I, I could foresee some home runs uh, entering the so. mix here. I hope that breaks the whatever crap you we've want, watched last wanna, week. You, you want to feel, okay, Jose Breu hits 400 against Bailey Ober and 10 at-bats, one home run, two ribbies. Uh, you've got Gavin Sheets, even, uh, seven at-bats, sitting 286. Illoy hitting 667, Grant. Smaller sample size, but still. Some of these big boys, they can bop it against him. Even though Bailey Ober is a big boy himself, they have proven uh, that they can get to him. So I have confidence in that. I, I think they will. AJ Pollock brings good vibes, good juju in uh, since he wasn't around for the cesspool. <laughs> you got him winning the series? Yeah, I'll, I'll give him take it two or three. Maybe they'll lose Saturday. I'll take. I'll say we take Friday. Look uh, at look at yeah. you. Look at look at us being opposite roles, right? Yeah, we yeah negative uh, Nani going positive Nani. 
Yeah, the joyful Johnny. I think we 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 do the that's my Jekyll and Hyde uh, there. But <laughs> hey, I, I do it, and like I said, the reason with the, with the Pollock thing going out on the limb. But I just do, and I, I don't know, you know, Sean. Like I'm not that great. I'm sure you could go in and dive into these metrics. I know you and I aren't too too uh, much on the baseball savant in being able to regurgitate them and have a completely formed, uh, you know, kind of breakdown of what this thing will look like numbers wise. But I just remember a being at a game last year and b watching one on TV. Um, where the White Sox just it seemed like they just pounded Bailey over. And it was like, just like, God, I feel bad for this guy. Like he was like, it was like kind of like an onslaught of what we feel like uh, Dallas Eichel was getting hit with uh, on the other day. Granted, not as egregious, but still there, there were definitely not some throwing hard, hard hit balls there. Yeah. So th- that, that's what I remember from last year. So I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind as we face this guy tomorrow night. I like it. I like it. I listen. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. So, Yeah. All right, uh, Sean, uh, final thoughts. So let's close this thing down and uh, get the hell out of here. Uh, leave us with something that maybe is, uh, you know, a little bit more uplifting. Ooh, uplifting. Um, I think AJ Pollock, I think getting AJ yeah. Pollock back, I, I'm, everything that you just said um, about him being a spark plug and everything like that, it's going to be nice to get him back on the field. It, this is the advantage of the unfortunate advantage sometimes of having outfield depth. This is why getting an outfielder was so important, right? So when Luis Robert has his injury, because he knows between him and Eloy, something someone's going to go down at some point for a week or two. It's just that that's a track record at this point. So having guys like Adam Angle that you can plug in there for a week or two, AJ Pollock being there, you have Vaughn that you've you've platooned in their sheets. Eloy, whatever the case is, like you're not missing too much. Like I completely like there was a couple days here this week that I forgot that we even have AJ Pollock, right? Because he's just it, and that's that's not a knock against him. It's just there's so much that you can throw out there, yeah. You know, and then you go and then you bring up his name. It's like, oh yeah, we got a guy that started the you know first game or or game and a half. Three hits in game one, and then he had another hit in game two before leaving. So you put him in right field in Minnesota, right, over the weekend. You have Angle in center field. You throw Vaughn, Eloy, whoever you want, whatever the case is. You have guys that you can plug in there. So that's why it was important um, to get an actual right fielder because, yeah, yeah, the depth situation, it's it's always something. And and this is where it's going to come into play here. So AJ yeah. Pollock, that's my positive thought. Is he's coming back? And and you know what? Throw this out there. Giolito's coming back on Sunday. Yeah, their ace back. Things that's are starting where, moving in the right direction. There you go. That's where I was going to go. And then also, I guess I'll jump on this too. Uh, it's been a while since the Twins have seen Michael Kopech as a starter. So um, I know that he definitely was uh, facing him in bullpen roles last year, but that also minimizes the overall exposure. You don't see him as much if he's not a starter, um, you know, obviously most recently there. So I feel like that could be a little bit deceiving for some of those Minnesota hitters. That's my final thought that I'll leave with. Uh, Sean, it was excellent doing the show with you, man. I know, uh, you know, the outcome was not one that we, uh, you know, preferred, but. Uh, once again, good to get in a rhythm here. Hey, a- April baseball, April podcast here. We got we to get in a rhythm here, too. I-, I think we got off to a good start here, uh, and we'll tighten it up going forward as well, too. Absolutely. So, yep. Uh, listeners, make sure you're visiting ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature podcasting needs. Give us a follow on social media at Socks on Tap and at ONTAP Sportsnet. Go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast because that's cool and tough, as my co-host Buzz likes to say. Sean, I only know three words to get out of here with. White Sox forever. That's right. White Sox forever.